It's now time for your Election Crimes Bulletin with Greg Pallast. And you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. We broadcast every weekday from 5 to 6 over Pacifica Radio from the San Francisco Bay Area, over KPFA, and of course across the network as well. Well, um, we're going to have another edition of our Election Crimes Bulletin. Uh, the It seems as though the uh, media suddenly noticed that the Republican Party is using Stop the Steal insurrectionists for their uh, get out the vote drives. In fact, Greg Palast and the Flashpoints team uncovered this a year ago. Here's the real deeper report. A violent takeover of the Capitol to overturn the presidential election. White power, Trump troops, and at the center of it, this man, Ali Alexander. Before the Washington riot, he was in Georgia creating mayhem with Alex Jones to overturn the presidential election. And make no mistake, this is the globalist takeover. Either they take Trump, prove that they won, or they're not going to hand them back the country in January. We'll light the horse on fire. And who was Alexander working with? USA! The Georgia Republican Party and the National Republican Senatorial Committee. That's right, Ali Alexander, hate monger, convicted felon. And here he is yucking it up with a Nazi, the official partner of the Georgia Republican Party, working with the GOP to lead a door-knocking operation in Georgia. And here's Alexander in Washington. And what's happening now is exactly what I've warned about. We call the Republican Party Please leave a message at the tone. Hello, this is Greg Pallast of the Pacifica Network, and I'm calling to find out why the Republican Senatorial Committee is working with someone named Ali Alexander in Georgia. Before the D.C. riots, he was there, said, we'll light the hole on fire. I want to know why you are working with him. Please call me. We never got an answer. And you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Now we continue the electric, uh, the the election crimes bulletin. It's getting electric, all right, with Greg Callis. Yeah. Greg, welcome back. You've been busy. You've spent some uh, good time in Georgia. Be on top yeah. of this. Today seems to be Alex Jones Day. It's so far it's 4.4 million, but it looks like, uh, given the fact that his attorneys apparently. Made a mistake. I don't know what happened there with all those emails ending up on the wrong side of the bench, but it doesn't seem to be helping um, uh, Mr. Jones. Your, your okay, thoughts on where we are now and where it's going? Okay, a couple things. Number one, we're talking about the trial of Alex Jones, which he's already defaulted on. He's lost a libel suit uh, because he basically gave out the addresses of parents of children who were murdered in Connecticut in the killings in Connecticut, he said that it never happened. It was crisis actors, and these people are all fake. So imagine you lose, you lose a six-year-old kid, a seven-year-old kid, your child, 
and then and then you find you're 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 up on television with your picture saying you're a fake, you're a liar, uh, you're just out to get take away Second Amendment rights, and here's your home address. People had to move, go into hiding after losing their children. So Jones, oddly, instead of being charged, which he should have been criminally with threatening people's lives because their lives are in danger, he was just simply uh, lost the civil action and libel. But now he has to. Uh, they have to dis- determine how much he should pay. And so they, his, one of his lawyers accidentally, apparently, I mean, I'm sure they asked for it, accidentally sent over his entire cell phone content. That means years of email. That means all his text messages. Now, if I were in the white, if I were in the Trump crew, Mark Meadows, chief of staff, et cetera, I would be um, probably having to change my underpants right now because I <laughs> Yeah, have give me that junk. Mark- Send that for here, some FedEx it. Some FedEx envelopes. Oh, yeah, we, so, we don't need FedEx anymore. Right. So what happens is the uh, uh, Mark, I do know from speaking to insiders at Women for America First that they were sending panic messages to Alex Jones, to his partner, Ali Alexander. That's the guy who said, we'll light this whole thing on fire. Okay, remember, he is threatening to burn down the state house and the state capitol in Georgia. This is days before he goes to Washington and leads the march to the capitol to burn that down. So he said we're going to burn this down. This is not like, oh, my God, this crowd is out of control. That was the plan. That was announced. We have it on camera. And, by the way, thank you, Zach D. Roberts, for getting that film and basically taking your, your life in your hands by getting that, uh, that Ali Alexander threat. And that guy that was screaming his head off before Ali, that was Alex Jones saying, you know, this is the globalist plan to take over America, blah, blah. But now we do know that Ali Alexander and Alex Jones were sent several, several panic texts saying, do not announce a march at the January 6th rally. Uh, They sent messages to Mark Meadows saying, don't do the march. Now, Ali Alexander and Alex Jones both claim that the White House called them, contacted them, and then had people show up and say, you stand at the corner of this parking lot, Trump's going to call for a march, and you lead the march. So they knew in advance that Trump was going to call for the march, even though he he was told it was illegal and dangerous. Illegal and dangerous. He was warned. He said it anyway. And so what I'm very interested in is how many texts went back and forth from, uh, uh, from the White House, and Mark Meadows in particular, to Ali Alexander and Alex Jones, and the content and the probably texting between Jones and Ali Alexander, and their planning for the illegal march. And they, you know, you'd find the messages say, "We know this march is illegal." You're going to get the threatening messages. So this could really—it's not just that Alex Jones is in deeper trouble; it's that Mark Meadows, Donald Trump, and whoever else from the White House was involved in in that in actually planning a march they knew was illegal and dangerous. So this is real bad news for Donald Trump. Real bad. Now, of course, um, they're already, I believe there's already communication between the congressional committees. uh, And of course, the attorney general is going to be very interested in all this stuff, unless he already has it, which is uh, certainly possible. I mean, it's possible, but he has it, but... It seems that everyone's shocked that they found this thing, um, and um, especially because it's the entire cell phone content. And I doubt if the attorney general has the whole thing. I'm sure they would have played games to block him. 
I think the biggest danger he has, again, I don't think he has to worry too much about Merrick Garland. But I think he does really, that is Donald Trump, uh, Mark Meadows, and the rest of the gang, and including, and by the way, Ali Alexander and um, Alex Jones, I think, should be called into Georgia, too, because the threat to burn down the government was made in Atlanta. That film and that threat to, to light it all on fire was made in Atlanta. That should be part of the uh, Georgia DA's uh, action. Uh, we might turn and over. Was, again, we don't turn over anything uh, um, in our private files, but anything we made public, we we will turn over. And it was made in Atlanta in the context of the stealing of the first election. Yes. From yes. Well, what happened was, yes. So what happened was is that, as you know, uh, Trump called uh, the Secretary of State of Georgia. And uh, one thing that's been left out of this discussion so far, in fact, I've seen it misreported, is that he had on the phone with him. Remember, Trump doesn't know, how to, doesn't know any of the technicalities of this, can't make a pitch. So what most people don't know is that he didn't just call by himself with Mark Meadows. They had on a, a lawyer named Cleta Mitchell. Now, Cleta Mitchell is very important to the reports we've been doing on the Election Crimes Bulletin. Cleta Mitchell is a lawyer and works with True the Vote. That's the group out of Texas that created that film, 2,000 Mules. It's the group out of Texas that came up with the Georgia voter hit list. We talked about soldiers being denied their right to vote, uh, thousands of people being denied their right to vote. That was from lists of challenges created by True the Vote. That's Cleta Mitchell. And behind True the Vote is the Bradley family, which is billionaires out of Milwaukee. She is the secretary of the Bradley Foundation. And she was on that call for an important reason. While the press plays it as evil Donald Trump and his minions versus the good uh, Secretary of State of Georgia and the good Georgia government trying to prevent the theft of the election, that's BS. They had Cleta Mitchell on because the Georgia Secretary of State had actually applauded her work, encouraged her work. And they put her on because they, they knew that the, that the Georgians actually thought that this woman who came up with all these crazy eyes, remember, she's the source of most of these challenges to voters. Um, so they brought her on. This is, so what the point of, that I'm making here is you cannot divide the whole attempt to overthrow the election with, from the attempt to overthrow the election before it was held, that is, by vote suppression. It's the same crew. And by the way, True the Vote is very, very active now in Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, and Florida in knocking off and run, running mass challenges to voters in the hundreds of thousands in up to 30 states. So it's not like this was an isolated incident. Okay, we're done with Trump. We don't have to worry about Georgia. There's good people who are going to protect the vote. No, 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 no. Cleta Mitchell still up to her knickers in this story. She's still trying to bend the 2022 and 2024 elections, not only in Georgia but nationwide. So I would hope – I do know that the DA in Georgia has, has uh, demanded that she appear and that she did give a, some statement to um, the January 6th committee. But in light of this new material that's being found – I think we need to bring her back with Alex Jones and Ali Alexander, and they should be down before the grand jury in Georgia uh, now that we have Alex Jones's phone. 
All right, Greg, we have some time. So what I want to do is sort of go over this again. In terms of Georgia, we obviously we have two significant Senate races coming up, and we have yeah. the governor. Uh, how exactly are the vote thieves going to manipulate this election? Because you know they will. It's going to happen. Okay, there, there's – right. There's several, but let me point to two. This is, uh, as you know, the uh, Governor Brian Kemp signed SB 202. So this guy who says that there's no fraudulent elections, and you know, the last election was fine, um, now has signed with the most vicious vote suppression bill uh, since uh, the Jim Crow era, SB 202. It cuts back on souls to the poll day. It virtually eliminates mail-in voting. It, it puts more drop boxes per capita in white cities than in black cities. I mean, it is, uh, you know, it, it, and, and it's, it infamously has that line of, in it where if you hand someone a slice of pizza or a glass of water while they're in line, you can go to jail for a felony crime. And by the way, it's not a small thing. I was there when there were five-hour lines in the Georgia Sun. And if you give someone a bottle of water, that's a jailable, that's a prison time offense. So these are the gimmicks, but the worst which no one has really noticed except for us on the Election Crimes Bulletin team because we got inside this, is a massive challenge to over a quarter million voters' right to have their ballots counted. And this was organized by Cleta Mitchell, True the Vote. In other words, the person that was on the call with Donald Trump, he, she's not his lawyer, they're, they're just close buddies. Uh, the person on the phone making Donald Trump's case for him has organized this mass hit on the voter rolls in Georgia coming up. And that's for 2022. And then they're not done. They're getting ready for 2024, true the vote, and the Georgians and others. They have a new purge system, which has the cute name of Eric. But what it does is, is it supposedly captures people who've left the state. And, you know, look, if you don't live in Georgia, you shouldn't vote in Georgia. But I actually analyzed this with, of all news outlets with the Washington Post, we, we took a look at the uh, at people that were accused of having left the state of Wisconsin but still voting there. It turns out it was all black people in Milwaukee. They're still living there, and some students in Madison, Wisconsin, who just literally moved dorm rooms. That's who they were going after. We did a map, and virtually every single person who was challenged by True the Vote and or it, the Bradley Foundation, Cleta Mitchell, in Wisconsin, almost every challenge voter was either in a student housing precinct or was in a low-income African-American neighborhood in Milwaukee. So understand, their operation is not only bending elections, but it's using it in the worst, through the worst method, which is deliberately identifying powerless people, students, and low-income African-Americans and challenging their right to vote. For them to get their votes back, they've got to go find lawyers and go into like a court-like hearing. They know. They know what they're doing, and they know who they're going after. And this is, this is the person that was with Donald Trump on the call, and this is the person that I hope that the DA in Georgia will question, along with uh, the, 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 the militarized arm of the Trump operation, which is Ali Alexander, which is Stop the Steal, Alex Jones, which is InfoWars. And they had with them their Georgia Nick Fuentes, who's kind of, well, the only way to describe it is as a Catholic fascist, um, you know, this uh, kind of uh, uh, white supremacist, um, uh, so pseudo-religious front. 
And Greg, on term in terms of the money, uh, where does all the money for this come from? Ah, the Bradley family. They're the new Koch brothers. Uh, the Bradley Foundation out of Milwaukee. They, they, <laughs> these are sweet guys. They were the biggest employer in manufacturing in Milwaukee. You know, the uh, very industrial, once an industrial city. They shut the Allen Bradley manufacturing operations. They and they eliminated the largest employer in Milwaukee. They took the $2 billion gain that they had, and they put it all into right-wing causes, specializing in, in basically vote suppression techniques that they, that, they, that they defend, that they create, they defend, and they, um, and they have teams of lawyers and a slick PR operation. So literally there's, there's a multibillion-dollar operation behind this vote suppression effort. You know, Greg, uh, it's been a bit of time since I remember you eating ice cream cones with, uh, what's the dude's name? Who is oh, with Chris Kobach. Chris, number, you know, sort of the early pioneer in stealing uh, elections. It's almost like I hearken back to a quaint well, time when you're eating ice creams and eating ice cream cones and saluting the flag. But we're way beyond Kobach now, aren't we? Well, not unfortunately. He's back this week. Oh, he's Tuesday. back. Kobach's back. Okay, Kobach has just won the Republican primary for Attorney General of Kansas, where he's saying oh, his number one priority will be to hunt down the double voters and the illegal voters. Um, and so he's going to use the basically handcuffs and a private police force, uh, the attorney general's office, to start harassing. We've seen this to start arresting and harassing voters. They never convict anyone. I think he did get two convictions of two Republicans who voted from their from their uh, summer homes in Colorado into Kansas. But um, you know, uh, he's never been able to prove these literally uh, seven. I'm, I'm not kidding, 7 million people we say are double voters. Almost all of them have names like Jose Garcia and Michael Jackson, which you might say, well, that's just a common name, but not for a Republican. And that's what right. he's up to. So he's back. He's back. He's back. The Bach is back. All right. Uh, well, you have been listening to the Election Crimes Bulletin with Greg Palast. My name is Dennis Bernstein. We do this every week on Thursdays. Uh, and then uh, this thing will end up all over the place. So just check your favorite spot for podcasts and uh, yes, check and out Flashpoints. Check out the Electric Crime, uh, Election Crimes Bulletin. And uh, there's a lot more to come. Wouldn't you say, Greg? Greg Palast? Yes, GregPalast.com? Yeah, go to GregPalast.com right. and Flashpoints.net.